podcast we break things down to the very last compound my name is summit aka the failed homo sapien and my name is chris mitchell aka the actual factual no need Come for now. no need for no new aka's from me mad consistent keep that same energy you know what i mean wow keeping the same energy look at this guy, look at this guy rebranding and that rebranding yeah. in the show bro. so refreshing that uh new year new me and that even though we're in the third month now no no no, no. Um, this, year, this year don't start till we're outside bro that's also true listen man we've got juggernaut on the podcast bro love that guy Come on now, love that. Guy. Come on now, this um, look. I, I've I've spent a lot of my uh, private Insta DMs and emails and and talking to other people about this guy, and it was really good to have him and to speak with him. And um, I understand it now. I understand. Me like, too. I like his music. Me too. But when you when you speak to him, you really see. I I use the word visionary at one point, and I can see he's he. There is something about this this guy. And he is definitely on his way to solidifying some hardcore status in the game. Yeah, future legend. He is, yeah, he is certainly... He has... Honestly, bro, there is... It's hard to really articulate how... you. I have not seen something like this from an individual in the UK for a long time. Yeah. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've I've gone through the gamut of artists and met them and worked with them and et cetera, et cetera. He is special. Yeah, and I and and Jesus Christ, he is special. That's what I'm going to say. Man, 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 saying the Lord name in vain, and that. Sorry, and that. Apologies, and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, say, sorry, and that. Say sorry, and that. Sorry, say sorry to the Catholic Church, and that. Sorry, I'm sorry. I sinned. I sinned. No, no, don't say sorry to me. Don't say sorry to me. I'm cool. I'm cool. No, but really interesting conversation. Yeah, he's an MC. Music. He's an MC. Yeah, he absolutely through and through. Loves hip hop, loves the music, loves his craft, and um, you'll hear a lot of different perspectives as we go into music, but outside of music too, just life in general. Um, and uh, it's really good talk. It's really, really good conversation. Um, and yeah, we should all link up once once all this is over. I'm down. Just tell me where, man, so I can go judge right. some food. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm not going out to eat with you guys. We'll have a cup of coffee or something because I'll judge the you coffee. Especially- I'll judge the coffee, bro. Yeah, you will actually. You will and that. You will. There's no froth and that. There's no yeah. froth and that. Where's the macchiato and that? Yeah, but you know what's funny? That's what I would say, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear I am the me. worst, bro. I'm the worst. We, we've lost it. We've literally lost it. We have lost all professionalism on this podcast. But no, this is a really good episode with one of UK's finest future legend. This is Juggernaut, Breaking Atoms podcast. Check it out. It's another special episode of the Breaking Atoms podcast. Today we are joined uh, by someone, I I give him a lot of private praise, it's time to give him some public praise. Uh, Someone that I feel is very much on their way to being a future legend in the game. A real spitter. Um, Someone who has some incredible song titles when it comes down to some like gourmet food, rapidly rap stuff. Um, We're talking none other to Nottingham's finest, Juggernaut. How are you doing my friend? Yo, appreciate that intro, man. I'm 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 okay, man. I'm okay. I'm good. How, how are you guys, man? We're we're alright. I, I just you know I I say I say this all the time. Like, the sometimes it's very where we are located and what and and in the history of we have a lot of people who've done a lot of stuff in the game in the UK. What I feel about mm. you is the freshness and how you've developed as an artist, which we'll talk about as well. How you developed as an artist mm. has been very refreshing to see. Because I feel like you're one of those people, and not a lot of people can do this. You could rap over everything. You could you could rap over some classical Mozart music, some soca, some some. Yeah, you could rap to anything and make it sound. Find the pocket. I'll find the right, pocket. And you'll find it, and and I think that is extraordinary. And I love the way your voice has developed too, and how you just rap, mm. yeah, how you're finding new ways to keep things interesting and how you're consistent with all your music so i just sit i just think to myself you're just sitting there making music day after day just consistently like a like a two-pack and all that and then you got like a bag of music just waiting there and i think that 
pretty much. Yeah. And I th- and I think that's testament to who you are as an artist, but also a person. And that drive and ambition mm. is going to suit you very well in the future. So before we kick off, uh, no, anything, hold on, hold on. He also asked how we're doing. Let me talk in it. Like jugs, I'm good. Oh, for fuck's sake, I'm fine. <laughs> and also, I'm, I'm keep and also, no, 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 no. Hold real. on. I was the one. Who put you onto Juggernaut? It was me, bruv. No, you didn't. What are you talking about? I swear it was me, bruv. What are you talking about? It's Black History Month. Give me credit Fuck for something, bro. Give me now. credit for something. It's Go Black on. History Month, innit? Let me have this one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm messing with you, sometimes, man. Like, juggernaut, sometimes I forget. Sometimes I forget he's here, you know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things now. It's just a wow. bad point. Um, but no, we're really we're pleased to have you. Um, and genuinely, it, it comes from it comes from a great place from both of us. We we really respect what you do, and we're glad to share our platform with you. Yeah, I really appreciate that, and it's nice it's nice to hear it. It's nice to hear it person to person rather than like round. I mean, you big like you said behind the scenes, you big me up, and I appreciate that. But to hear it, you know, face to face through the digital realm. But you know what I mean? It's it's nice to hear it because sometimes the work you put in doesn't feel reciprocated. It doesn't feel like it's it's a it lands. So it's nice to hear that. And um, I'm glad. And you said something interesting about how I'm using my voice and finding different ways. I'm glad you're hearing that because I don't, I don't know whether people clock on, but I have, and I'm really exploring what I can do with it and where I can fit and, and, and suiting different types of sounds and using your voice as an instrument. So yeah, pre- I, 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 I'm glad you're hearing that. <laughs> no, you're a, you're a student. I think you can definitely, mm-hmm. you can hear 100%. when people are students. Like I always say, you listen to Outkast, you listen mm. to them and you can you can tell that these are two people that don't just listen to hip hop music. They listen to yeah, everything, everything because it comes out. And we think you're mm. one of those people as well. I can imagine you, mm. you know, sat in your room or the studio, wherever, and mm. just dissecting things, picking them apart, putting them back together. Why yeah. does it work like this? How does this fit? So no, you're, you're one of us and we, we, we can see <laughs> that. Thanks, man. I'm glad you can see it in 100% that, man. Ever since I can, my first memories as a child, I've been doing that and just learning and wanting to know. So yeah, definitely, you, definitely. You, you, uh, you gotta remember, like there's there is a piece where you're super talented, and then there's a piece of who you are as a person. You're humble, you're mm. driven, you're motivated. Mm. That's mm. gonna get you mm. into so many different rooms. Then they're gonna hear you and, mm. and hear your talent, and it's gonna marry up. And that's why mm. that's how you get to future status, right? Because you you just mm. you you come with an energy, a really refreshing, like open energy, right? That is going mm. to get you in a lot of room. I think Just Blaze told me, he said sometimes um, 30, 30% talent is 70% who you are as a person. 100%. 100%, man. Like, I, I totally agree. And I I think who you are as a person, um, that is what people remember over everything. And I mean, you can separate art from artists, but as soon as you're 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 either tainted or you're blessed with whatever that person's come with that stays man and like that's the thing i know because I've, I've i've done artist liaison i put on shows i've dealt with big artists i've done all these different things in my life and the, that that shit stays man so who you are especially when you're connecting with people people will let you in the room as a person before an artist man and that's because that's a connection to you as that other human being no matter what who they are where they are their position is in the world or who they are as an artist man so you're definitely right and that's right what just blaze yeah. said man for sure I, I really agree with that so talk to me about the community in the midlands when you're kind of growing up because mm. we are you know i've born and bred in london i've now moved to the upside down world mm. um we get so <laughs> where's that <laughs> no, don't, there's no there's no postcode where he lives bro you can't even oh, get shit. uber eats you can't even get uber eats it's like the back of beyond here. It's tough <laughs> here. um <laughs> the back of beyond you know <laughs> over yonder but we we get we get in the london bubble right yeah and um i mean nottingham has a rich history and we'll get into that mm. but talk about the community in the midlands growing up where you guys were to congregate how you consume mm. music you know growing up i mean there would have been outlets to to consume music but talk to me about you know a young juggernaut in the midlands in the middle well it's 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 there's the whole midlands and each city i used to go to but it's i'm from nottingham born and bred so it's been it's been nuts and like you said nuts has a rich history of music not just you know hip-hop and then grime garage um all the way to to punk and rock and all house music all different types is a rich rich history man we got rock city the venue here which was like a very famous venue you know like kurt cobain and and David Bowie said it was their favorite venues. They performed that and that kind of stuff. So like when you look at that history as well, but the, the history of hip hop is very, very rich and very deep. Um, but like starting, it's like, 
Nottingham's a small city and there's a very strong mentality here of like, it is a small pond and you've got to prove, you've got something to prove. So everyone's, you know, people have worked together, but we've always really been focused on like, I've got to be the best, you know, and there's that, but con- congregating, because it's a small city, there's, it's good because there's one of everything. There's a big main venue, underground one, then there's like the arena, but then there's like all the little clubs and stuff there's one of each kind of thing and there's only a couple of promoters that will put stuff on or whatever so it was easy to get involved in that way um so like coming together it, it, there's there's a lot because of the rich musical history here it was easy to, to to find other people who were doing it or had the same idea of stuff man um i was lucky to could you know both my parents are artists so i was lucky to have that start because i was from the earliest memories in, in my life, I was there, you know, in art. So I had that element. So music, art, culture, that that was there. So that, that helped me start off, but also put me in a different place because I wasn't, I didn't have a mainstream mind from a young age. So that was also difficult growing up, not having a mainstream thought pattern to stuff and actually appreciating the art over what you do or where you go. It was like the actual physicality of art was the biggest thing for me first, rather than, you know, this is what you do to be a rapper or an MC or a producer or a guitar player or whatever. But yeah, I think um, growing up, not Nottingham's hype as well, man. Nottingham's very, very hyper. I'm very, um, it used to be very, <laughs> a different city. It's still like that, but it used to be pretty crazy, man. And that's a beautiful thing at the same time as a fucked up thing. And, you know, it's like growing up with that. So my, my starts were in, you know, I grew up with hip hop, grew up with all types of music, hip hop, my first love, the first thing that ever made me feel whole, you know, was knowing that there was this thing called hip hop from the youngest age. But growing up, my, my childhood music, and I've said it before, was 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 grime, garage. I started when I was 13, 2003. It was my first song I ever recorded. And I was doing sets and in the barber shop here at Barber's and the fuck above the barber shop and the whole floor's moving because there's 50 men spitting and like, we were in that where it's like, you don't know everyone's got something and there's all kind of craziness going on. And I'm this little fat kid that no one really knows what the fuck, what he's spitting his head off. You know what I mean? But it was, all, there was always some action. There was always some activity as the kids call it now, a motive that that's new to me. <laughs> like there's always some kind of activity going on. You know what I mean? In you're that talking way. about the um, you're talking about the barbershop. Summit can't relate in it because he's he's not fr- he's not from outside. He don't <laughs> he don't know what you're talking about. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, man in the barbershop with the ting on them. He he doesn't understand. So, bear with him. Bear with him. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> talk about um, talk about finding your voice though, because as an MC mm. myself, I struggled for so long to find my my true voice, mm. and not just my tone, but like subject matter mm. and how I approach writing songs 100%. how did you find your voice and what was it like to even embrace sounding different because you were from nottingham was that something you considered how did you go about it see i, I relate to that about like subject matter and not even like you said the tone like I, I i relate because starting off in grime you know the subject matter was very violent and the subject matter was of a certain you know there was expression there but it was like people were living their life and i was in and out of like I had so many different facets to my life. It was like, what's really authentic to me. So when I sat down and I really concentrated on hip hop, it was like, this is a place where I can authentically be me, you know, and, and there's not so much judgment or you don't have to, the bravado, there's still the fucking bravado, but I didn't have to like, it wasn't all in this one way of energy. You know what I mean? So I think for me, it was just sitting down and studying, like you said, being a student, studying, studying, studying. I was like, okay, this makes sense to me. This makes sense to me. You know, I grew up like Wu Wu was such a big influence. The Locks was a big influence and that had its own energy, but that was about like the the delivery, like Ray and Ghost delivery and studying that type of stuff. And then find, you know, growing up listening to the greats, they they had such a, an effect on me because in that I could see who also these people were and bringing their authentic self through it. It wasn't, you know, there's the image in the bravado, but then there's like, there's just being you and saying, fuck it, this is me. It sounds corny, but it's that's what it is. So I think, you know, after after this, you know, this or last year and the and and the the loss of um, you know, MF Doom, like at age 16, when I first heard his music, that that was a turning point for me as well. Cause I was like, oh, you can be you can be on 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 uh, you know, you can be 
have a street level to you. You can have a geek level to you. You can have this authentic hip hop level to you. And you can say some off the wall shit that just comes and it's, it's all game. Like it's all there. And that really, that really cemented me and, and solidified me and gave me, um, you know, the, 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 the energy to carry forward and be like, yo, it helped that, you know, having those kind of mentors without knowing gave, helps you find a voice, man, because otherwise you can be lost trying to trying to say where where do I fit in, in this and, and that's the problem I've never fit in so I was like who doesn't fit in and it doesn't give a fuck like they're going with their thing and that that made sense to me man because I'm coming to realize even more even over the last years like I've never in my life fit in so let me not try and do that because that shit doesn't work you know it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me you know what I mean so I think doom and then putting all these people together really helped find my voice and then like being around people who are knowledgeable with art and music, my dad's a poet and all, all the family friends and shit. That was like, it gave me the essence of me like, yo, I'm just going to be myself because growing up, it's like, you know how it is. You've got to fit in. Otherwise you're, you're a target. You know what I mean? If you're not, if you're not there, you know, if you can, if you see a chair and it don't really look like a chair, they're like, it's not a chair. You can't fit in and the tape. You know what I mean? It doesn't fit. So it's like, that, that, that really gave me my voice of being like, let me just try and see what it is authentically to be me. You know what I mean? Because I've been doing it since I was young, if you listen back, like you can hear the shift and change and me being more confident into being what it is to be me authentically. I feel kind of, it, it always feels corny talking about yourself in this way, but... Not, not at all. Not, not at <laughs> that's all. That's what I'm coming through with I it, man. I think there's something to be said about how you, it's not only just on your solo tracks, but when you are on tracks with others. And it's something to be said mm. about presence. We talk about presence by actors and actresses. Right when they take mm. presence on the screen mm. and there's a tight shot and you think, mm. okay, they can act. It's the same thing yeah. when it comes to rapping and being on screen mm. with someone else. Mm. And I think the way in mm. which you have developed your voice or how you've honed it in, you've got to remember you've been mm. on tracks with legends and you've held your own, mm. if not outbested them. Mm. And that again is a test. No, true. <laughs> you, we could talk yeah, to the similar yeah, people yeah. that we know and they'll tell you the same. I'm telling you the same thing I tell sure. them. And I think that it's never corny mm. to think about you talking about yourself because this is your artistry. This is who you are. This represents you. And I think mm. it's the way in which you describe that. I've never looked at it the way you just described it looking at doom and all okay. these people as if like they're different mm. energies that you can pull into that then form who you are as a mm. person. I have never looked at it like that. So that for me is like a mic drop moment. Cause mm. I think that's, I think that's incredible. Bro. It's, it's that that's interesting. You're saying that man, like holding your own. It's like, that's been my drive ever since I was a baby is like, whatever I do in life, I want to be able to stand with the people that are great and respect that and respect, you know, in so many different ways is one of the only currencies we have. Like like you said, going into a room, opening a door, who's going to let you in? It's about respect at the end of the day and how you, ca- how you carry yourself. And it's like, no matter if you're the poorest person in the world, the richest person, if you're not a decent human being at the end of the day, it comes out somehow, you know, it comes out somehow. And for me, it's like, I want to, if, if I'm going to do something, I'd, I want to put my hand to it and respect it. And, and with what I've chosen to be, or something that maybe chose me, which is hip hop. It's like, I want to be as best as I can be because I fucking respect it more than anything in the world. It's like, like I want to, I don't ever want someone to be like, oh, they're just trying it or you're just doing this or it's never that, it's never been that. You know what I mean? Whether I was making a penny or a, or, or a million, it's I'm still going to put the same feeling and emphasis there. And that's the thing, it's the energy. is like any piece of music I play, it affects me it's just so mad, but it does affect me. My but my body reacts to it. Vibrations. And that's energy for me. It's vibrations. Vibrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's the atom. We're all made of fractals vibrating. If that if that if that shit's whack, you know, breaking atoms. You know what I mean? If 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 that shit's whack or that shit's not got the 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 resonance, it, it doesn't it doesn't just doesn't react. It doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't translate. The, it doesn't translate. It needs to feed my soul. You know what I mean? The, the shit, the shit ain't free to my soul. Then it's not, it's not right. You know what I mean? I, it's, it's funny because I, you know, there's levels how I'm saying this, but like, if I'm talking like a bit silly, but I can't hear this like Disney music fucks me up. Like I wow. can't listen to those sad fucking like Disney movie songs. You know the f- sad songs because they're made. And I'm not talking conspiratorially. There's I'm a just science. talking about there's like, a science in how they yeah, write them. Yeah, there's a them. science to making you feel sad or happy or. And it's, it manipulates your emotions with even the key of the music. 
So someone said to me the other day, and this this was meaningful. Someone messaged me, he was like, yo, I've been playing your music over the past few months in the house and it's kept me up. And he goes, it's happy and this and that. And I was like, that's amazing because that's what I want to do. I can be a dark, everyone's got dark parts of their, their personality or whatever, but what I try and do is put whatever I'm feeling. And if, if that music's making me happy, if, the, if I can give that out, it's the energy that, that people draw into, you know what I mean? Some people really think like Disney's some, some game or they're playing around when it comes to the music composition side of things. Disney have it down to a science. Like Lion King, the, you know the scene a with science. the hyenas, be prepared and all, bruv, when I hear be prepared, you know, yeah. I want to go outside yeah. and do something to someone. <laughs> be prepared, bruv. <laughs> This is what I'm. This is what I'm saying. So that that has effect on you, no matter if it's subconscious or conscious. It's there, like it's in, it's in, it's in you. Like it, it, it affects your like. And sometimes I'm flicking through the. Ra- I still play the radio in the kitchen when I'm cooking, and it's just like I'm flicking through. I'm just thinking, fuck it, like it can really affect you. You know what I mean? It's, or affect me anyway. But that science there is. It's there's levels. There's levels to the the resonance it has in everything, man. In in your body. You know yeah. what I mean? I no. I I don't disagree. I, I I mean on a small level, I'll do the same thing. I I curate the kind of music I want to hear on a specific time in a specific mm. mode. If I'm walking, if I'm running, if I'm at mm. home, because you exactly. want to feel a certain. You want to feel a certain vibration. Mm. There's nothing silly about that whatsoever, mate. I think it. I think it. I think it rings true. Um, speaking of history. Let's get into a bit of Knott's rich history in rap. I remember, mm. I mean, mm. there's many others, of course. When I used to be, when I used to have Hip Hop Chronicle, Scorsese used to be the one I used to push mm. on the blog a hell of a lot. But, you know, Capo, um, even you guys like Tahili mm. yourself, Alice Shot, mm. we've got Lone. There's, so, there's a, such a rich mm. history from Nottingham, in, in, mm. in, in, in specifically in Nottingham. Could you talk around as a student, and as someone who I'm not from there, so there's a lot I still need to mm. learn. But could you talk more about the mm. history of of artists and and what they've done and how they've impacted you too? There's just like you mentioned some of those, and some people like you know considered to call my brothers now like scores. Like his birthday is two days after mine and shit. Like we're in the same with two Pisces fish swimming, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but like him and then Capo, I've worked with, and that, that's a that's a brother there. And like you know, people like Lone, he he's always giving me respect and I really respect what he does. And, and, and then, you know, in the city, when you're talking about hip hop, you've got Joe Buddha, who's done so much in the city. Um, and, you know, at times mentored me and, and, and put me on shows and that kind of stuff and, and gave me some game, man. And then you got like the P brothers, DJ fever, big Trev, uh, Mr. Four five, you know, the, the word, the, the phrase you get me comes from Nottingham and not a lot of people know that 1993 Radford, you get me Mr. Four five. And that's that's history there, man. Worldwide, people watch, you know, people in Toronto now saying you get me. That comes from Nottingham, man, 1993. You know what I mean? And it's like when you even come down to slang and then when you go back further, the same time breakdancing was happening in the States, it was happening here at, the, at, at Rock City with the Rock City crew and the different breakdancing crews, you know, early 80s, man. You know, very, very early. And it's like there's always been that rich, rich history. And then, like I said, when grime was happening, there were so many different crews that were popping off. And like, I was meeting grime artists coming up here that are big now, and they would come to the Marcus Garvey Center or or, or wherever to do sets and do shows. And, you know, Carnival here was massive. Um, there's, there's a rich history, you know, Caribbean history. There's so many of the islands came to Nottingham in like the, the 50s, 60s. So we've got so much um, Caribbean history as well, man. So like, when, when you talk about music, it's so deep, it's so rich here, man. And and um, it's, hard, it's hard because we're, we're in the Midlands, we're not North, we're not South, but anything, you know, for us, unfortunately, like you said, the, non, the London bubble, anything to try and, you know, get in there, it was always like your country or they just weren't hearing it. And it's like, so imagine that on the world stage now, you know, but we, we've always tried to hold our own and we've had to work double, triple hard to, to be seen and heard. You know what I mean? But that's, that's the, that's the essence of what comes here is like, there's a lot of hard work, man. There's a lot of hard work. And it's one of the poorest cities in the UK, man. Like it's, I, I seen the other day, it's got, and I've, I, I, I didn't know it was still true, but it's got the lowest wage in the whole UK. Like that's the lowest medium wow, I didn't wages know that. here. And like, there's not much funding and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And like, you know, anything people have here, the littlest bit people want from you, unfortunately, or they say, oh, there's a classic thing, like, why does he get that and not me? And that's that happens all over the world, but Knotts is very, very strong of like, yo, why has he got that and not me? Like, because 
I've seen you grow up right next to me. How come you got that, you know? And um, unfortunately with music, people don't see the, the sacrifice, the, the pain, the money, the investment, the time, the energy, the love that goes into it, you know? So, but yeah, that, you know, when it comes to this though in Nottingham, it's such a rich, there's such a rich history of music. It's, it's been a good start. Yeah, we're, we're getting man. a history lesson today, Definitely. bro. I want to do like a, you know, like a, um, one of them history shows on BBC, like with man like David Olusuga and them man there. That's put, just, yeah, bro. Just David put Juggernaut Olusuga. in the thing. I say, yeah, man, we're going not in them today, bro. And just turn the mic on and let him go, bro. You know, like them city tour guys. Yo. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're doing on the podcast, bro. I respect it. I respect it. Yeah, man. Well, I have to, you know, I'll say big up everyone from my city, man. There's a lot. There's a lot still going on. There's a lot always been going on, and everyone's doing their thing, man. And it's it's a beautiful thing to see, man. You just, you know, we just have to go into overdrive, though. Like, put we're in a we're in a we're in a one liter car and our foot's on the floor and we're going up a incline like that you know what i mean trying our best you know what i mean <laughs> mm. now you, so, you know yeah. what yeah i always i always judge i always judge mcs about uh, i judge mcs based on how they talk outside of their music as well mm. and you are an mc because that whole incline thing mm. i'm like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even, like, even when you're talking you're just just mc talk no i get it man i, I see you bro mm. i see you talk talk about how you you name your your song titles because they're very creative thanks man yeah that's not many people have said that so i appreciate you bringing it up I just go, I, I, I sometimes, I listen back and pick a line. I, I sometimes pick a line or it's just, it's the feeling, it's the feeling of the music sometimes, like the energy, if it, if it ignites something inside, like, you know, if it is food, because food is such an integral part of my life, it will ignite a dish or a drink or something that comes up or like, you know, I pick a line that someone might miss in the song or a phrase and then throw that as the title, just so even if they don't hear it subconsciously, it's there that kind of stuff, man. But I go with what feels right. Some Most of the time I name it after, but sometimes, you know, I'll write the piece and then I'll name it as I've, mm. as I've written it. And that's the, that's the name of the song. Man, man, man had there. patchwork quilt. Yeah, I saw it um, on, the, on the Sunny Jim cover, innit? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. When I saw that cover, it made me buy it. And like, I'm like, oh, snap. Because I was familiar with your parky stuff. Then I saw that cover. Which, which one? The, 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 the purple door? That's it. Sunny Jim produced yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunny Jim produced that, and then um, uh, Matt Littler did the did the cover, which is dope. He did it all. Um, he, he, he it's all collage, man. He, yeah, he bro, they're that, coming man. like yeah, um, that... they're coming like Art Attack. I'm like some Neil Buchanan yeah. thing. I said, I said, I said, <laughs> calm down, calm down, Jugs. <laughs> um, I start draw, I start drawing shit out. Of bro, I want, listen, <laughs> we listen. We've got ideas for you. We're gonna produce something for you. Um, food. <laughs> I know you talked about food mm. being integral, and you know. I'm I'm Jamaican, some it's Indian, you're from a mixed background mm. as well. So food is so yeah. integral just just to our like our social gatherings and just moving around. Mm-hmm. Talk about mm-hmm. your 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 chef jugs catering service mm. like what's that? Yeah. Well, I um I did a few jobs five, six years ago for some other people, and I was just five or six years ago, I was like, I can't I just can't work for anyone else. And I've always made food myself. And I've, I've always cooked ever since I was young. I used to do stuff, fried chicken for people's parties and stuff when I was 15, 16. And I've always had a side hustle, a few modes of income to try and just just keep it to keep it going and try and do what I love to do and get paid for it. You know what I mean? But with that, it was like, especially with the following with my music, I, um, you know, the social media world is I post off people be like, yo, I want to eat this. I want to eat this. And I was just like, you know what? I can do it myself. And I worked in a few places. I got my head around it. I was like, man, I can do this. So I just, I just about five years ago, I set up um, Chef Drugs. Um, and just that's my catering side of things, man. So yeah, I just love to cook. I try to do everything authentically. And like uh, I've catered all different types of stuff, parties, weddings um, on my own, which is mad, but I do it. And my friend Jamil's helping me out, my right hand man. Um, and then, yeah, we, we just... You know, it's just, it's been a, it's been a good journey. I was doing pop-ups early. Like I, I was reading about them in the States and stuff. And I started doing them here and people didn't even know even what the phrase meant or whatever. But it was like anywhere that I'd let me, you know, rent out the kitchen or some places let me use it for free at night, set up a thing. I've always done gigs. So I'd set it up and it's the same as doing a gig. If I sell the tickets and you know, people are coming, you know, it's a, it's a no brainer. So I'd do the tickets and, you know, sell it out and stuff. And that was good, man. Um, I've been working we, we've been doing a food and film event, which I can't wait to get back to doing, which is um, I, I, we play a film and do a free course meal to go with it. And that's with um, 
some friends, Gavin and Lucy, that I got the Loft movie theater. So they play all the classic and 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 some avant-garde films at the local cinema, and it's fucking amazing. They kill it. There's always like a theme. You know, they put Alien 2 on and people are turning up with like the pulse rifles and shit. Like, do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, I love it. And these guys are real good, good artists and good people. But we do this thing at Rough Trade at Food and Film and that's been, that's been sick. So like, it's, you know, putting on Goodfellas and doing a free course Italian meal to go with it. Do you know excellent. what I mean? Shit that's like excellent. that. So it's been fun, man. It's been fun. And, you know, it's another, it's another, it's, it's my other, my other love is food, man. So I, I turned it into something that I could, you know, make a living off, but also make people happy with, yeah. you know what I mean? So let me ask you a question. Do you judge people's food? No, not really, Come man. on, man. And that's tell, honestly, tell, tell like, the truth, tell the truth. Like, I'm just saying, it's, saying the voice. No, 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 no. no. When I say judge people's food, listen, no, 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 no. Listen, listen to what I said, innit? You misunderstood what I was saying, innit? Just wait, innit? <laughs> so like, you see me now, if I go to your house, if I go to your house, right, and you give me like some barbecue chicken and I can't taste the barbecue, like I'm inside mm. my heart, I'm going to be cussing you, innit? Like, what kind mm. of chicken is this? So. Coming from my community, like, for example, I've been to weddings, bro. Like, yeah, you can come on a horse, mm. you can parachute into the wedding, but if the food is trash, mm. your whole wedding is a bust. So, like, do you, have I you know. ever gone somewhere and you, you've tasted the food and you're like, nah, this ain't chef jugs, this ain't levels? You ain't got to say names. You, know you ain't that, got to say it's names. It's funny, it's funny you said that because I'm going to tell you just something. Like, pe- people are f- so weird, man, and like, I still go when or when we could go out to eat and stuff. I've been in places and people genuinely come up to me. I know so many people in the city and they're gone, why are you eating out? Are you not making your own food anymore? I'm like, bro, like I'm literally in a restaurant eating. Like, are you saying like, you know, because I'm a chef, I'd, I would just cook for myself at all times and not have any mind to go and eat somewhere else. So there's that, there is that mentality. And I've not really had that, but like, you know, I have, I do have times when I'm like, this isn't hitting and this isn't right, but it's when people big it up and it's not, and it's not the one. The worst one for me, this is when I'm really judgmental, is that when people are like really trying to make a book off something, man, and it's like, you know, fucking some, you know, fucking middle-class guy trying to make like teppanyaki and he's charging like 15 pounds for like something that's so not authentic. White rice it's and just green gross. peas. It's great. Yeah, yeah, white rice and yeah, green peas. It's that. just gross, Yeah, we're not man. having that, man. Just, just, go, just go and like get a fucking corporate job and make some money if that's what it's about. But don't, and you know, we can get into the appropriating thing and whatever, but like, it's just, if it's not cooked from the soul, you can taste it. Like you can go to a greasy spoon and someone really wanted to cook that fucking tin of beans it's still gonna taste okay it's like anything you put your hand to if you're not doing it for the right reason it comes across everything if you're building a fucking wall if you're just like I fucking hate this job i'm sick of this shit that wall ain't gonna be on point it's really not like there's something in there where it's not gonna be the one so with food if it's not right unfortunately like you said especially in the caribbean community no, we don't we don't play very, no games very very critical and for me like my family's bayesian so like you know i cook a lot of caribbean food in my catering and people um, touch wood they've not really had any problems because i'm cooking it from the heart from the soul and i'm not claiming it's anything but you know what i do but you know the whole the whole turtle bay thing when it when it opened or whatever people lost their mind and it's like you know, it's it's difficult. I wanted to burn the place down, bro. <laughs> you know, one thing they were doing though, they were doing ba- they were doing Bayesian saltfish fritters, and they were actually okay. And then they took them off the menu because too many Jamaican people were like, "This is it, a saltfish fritter," <laughs> because they wanted the flat. Yeah, they yeah, wanted yeah, the yeah, flat yeah, ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know the ones where the oils cake. Yeah, the oils yeah, yeah. But that's, you know what? I want to apologize. Well, to I want to apologize on behalf <laughs> of my people. We we go way too far sometimes. And we need to calm down. Yeah, like, we need to calm down. No, on, no, no, it's not your people, Chris. It's you. Yeah, you I, judge, I judge people's food. <laughs> Jugs, listen, yeah. I'm Jamaican. I was raised by my grandmother. So you know what kind of food I came up on. My wife is Iranian. Oh, exactly. So that's the two-piece. Mm. Like, wow. come on, man. And they're, both, and they're both, when it comes to rice, like Iranian rice and, 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 and rice, and, like when, when you're talking about rice in those two, two cultures, Serious business. Bro, my mother in law will pull you know up on I mean? a Sunday with a with a with a box of rice and just mash man up for Monday morning, bruv. Anyway. Yo, what's that dish? There's like crispy, it's like crispy Tardig. Oh my god. Yo, that shit there with the with the saffron. Yeah, bro, and, yeah. next time you're in London, hit me. I got you. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it, man. I got you. But yeah, we'll I, do I, it. Be I, Ill, I but... judge people's food, just so you know. <laughs> Bruv, you judge everybody on everything, bruv. You're on, their, on their jumpers, their shirts, but you know what I've, their food, you know what I've, their you rice. Know what I have to do. You know, you know what it is, right? I think part of this podcast and the process is me mm. just be, 
being at peace with who I am. And yeah, I judge people, man. <laughs> you know what? At least, you, at least you're being honest because everyone judges everyone. But they yeah, pretend. We do, we do. You know, you know the funniest mentality to me is that I don't give a fuck men mentality because most people that say that give the fuck the most because they're, mm, they're, mm. they're they're usually fucking gaslighting themselves. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Like I don't give a fuck. And it's like, yo, you definitely the amount of energy you're giving into the don't give a fuck. It's, it's overcompensating. It's okay to it's okay to give a fuck. It's it's like it's okay and it's also okay. You know, if you feel judgmental. You'd be like, okay, but it just depends what you do with that energy, man. If you're there just tearing people down all the time, then maybe it's no, not. No, I don't do that. You know what it is, yeah? You know what it is, right? Like, if, if I come to your house, you cook me a trash food, isn't it? I'll eat the food. I'll eat the food. And I'll, and I'll hug you afterwards, isn't it? But I will go home in my head and thinking, you know what, yeah? I might have to have a word with him at some point Jesus still. Christ, fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right, how I channel my I don't give a fuck energy is just bas- basically telling people, go fuck yourself. That's what I do. Yeah, you do that a lot, bro. We got to talk. I do that. I, I mean, I, I, all our legends, all our hip hop legends, I've at some point told them in my head or to Chris or go to other people, yourself. go fuck yourself. It's 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 a sickness, really. It's true. Um, it's true. But the, it's true. The, on a serious note, back to the point about cooking food and from the heart and kind of, you know, cooking from scratch, that same thing can be applied to music. Mm. If it's in your heart, if it's authentic, it can. Mm-hmm. That's how people resonate with it, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same way. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, it can be definitely applied, and I, I certainly agree with that. Um, speaking of authentic, let's talk about your your working relationship with Michael Parkinson mm. from from six bricks to twelve mm. bricks to everything in between. Yeah, what's your working relationship been like, and how has that evolved over the years? Um, it started with him just promoting my music and me not knowing him. I heard his music, I knew of his music, but he he was really just like, yo, this guy's ill, like blah blah blah. And I was just like, I really appreciated that for someone who had a was in a you know high level to what I was doing. And then from there, he was just like, we, we should do some work. How do you feel about this and that? And we just got to work, man. And he and he sent me some beats, and I think he he had an ear for he'd listened to what I've done, he had an ear for it. And we went from there and like, the good thing with Parky, like he doesn't come with ego and that's the thing. It's like, and myself, like if something's not right and someone tells me I'm going to take it on board or whatever. And he, he can send me 20 beats and I might only pick three and I'll say, these are the ones that resonate or this, this is what I got this thing. If it sparks my brain in the first few minutes or a few seconds, then I might go with it. But if it doesn't, I'm not going to force it. And with him, if he was sending me stuff, it wasn't there. I'd say, yeah, that's nice. But, you know, keep going. And he was okay with that back and forth. But also, we're not too critical. Also, we're not like, yo, change that second verse, third bar. Like, I don't, like, that type of stuff just is too much as well because you can get perfectionist to the point where it never comes out. You know, so there's a nice balance. And with Parky, like, with, we're, that's, that's, that's my people now, man. And like, we, we've, um, we've built a good relationship and he's, always kept it real with me and I kept it real with him on a, on a level of just like, like we're saying two, two, two humans interacting and not on some fucking weirdness, you know, and like, that's the thing. So it builds a good relationship and then he's happy with what I've done. I'm happy with what he's done. He let me, he let me go with it. Like I mix, I've mixed and mastered all the stuff myself as well. So like he, he was, he gave me the stems and stuff and not a lot of producers do that. And I'm not, I'm not bothered either way, but because he was like, yo, I want to get it. I want to get that jugs not, he let me do it and that made me happy too so I could really get in the pocket with it, you know what I mean? And 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 you mentioned critical, but in, in it's a different sense. Critical listening. Mm. You produce as well. Mm. Um and obviously Parky and other people, you've you know, you've wrapped other people's mm. beats, but how difficult is it to choose beats from others? Kind of like the chef thing where you can go, I can mm. make it better than that. Exactly. But how difficult <laughs> is it to to choose beats from other people? Not Parky, we'll put Parky mm. cycles. Yeah, Parky put Parky's side, yeah. Um how difficult is it for you to choose beats from others? Are you very critical in it? Can you can you can you differentiate between what you would do and what someone else would do, or is it just you let the vibe take you and you just go with it? It's mostly vibe, man. Um, I, I'm not if I'm not feeling it, I just I can't help not feeling it. And like you know, and even you know if there's money involved, if it's really not resonating with me, I'm not gonna force it. I'm not phoning in a, a verse or phoning in some shit because. You know, or because someone is someone, I've got to do it. It's, it just doesn't work because um, I say unfortunately, but like at the end of the day, I, I can't be anyone but an artist. And if the art doesn't feel right, I'm not forcing it for for the look or for the for the sake of it or for 
because I feel like it's going to be good for that person or me. It's like, it's got to be, it's got to be right. So when people are sending me beats, um, the thing that gets me is I wish people would listen to my music first and then hit me up. And I will rap a bit. Like if you sent me some crazy fucking drill beat and it's hard, I might spit on it, but just do it without have, coming with the like, oh, we need to do this and I got this for you. It's like, listen, to, if you want to work with me, listen to my music. We might, it might be, you know, business too, but actually listen to my music first and and, and, and do that. I, I Don't just send me anything. And also I am a producer and an engineer and I do everything else. So if it's not matching up to what I do too, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> so it's like, it's the same with food. If you're going to tell me the food is fucking fire and it's not, you know, I'm not here to protect your ego about that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of protecting people's egos. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, it gets hit, tiring. Hit, the, 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 the thing is, just hit me up on a, on a, on a straight up level, like, you know, and, and listen to my music first. But if it's not, if it, bottom line, energy is not right. And I'm not feel I'm not vibing with it. I can't force myself. You know what I mean? We're That's grown now. We can't do this. We can't mm. do this anymore. We can't no. do it. It's just, it's not sincere. We yeah. can't do it. We've got to do what's right for, for you and to evolve. If we don't do that, then we're just, mm. we're arse licking, which we, we should never ever do. Because that's tiring too, man. And it's like, it doesn't, yeah. it does, at the end of the day, it doesn't get you anywhere because people know what you're doing as well. Like, if anyone's got a little something about them, they can read between the lines, you know what I mean? <laughs> what yeah, what yeah, the deal yeah, for is. Sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but, yo, I'm down for people to send me stuff, but I, I've got so much on that, like, you know, it's it's hard to, to, pick, to pick beats. You know what I mean? I get, I get. But that's a good thing, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a good thing because, like, you you don't have to make music or make any decisions because you're desperate or I need to do this because it's a name or I need the money. Mm-hmm. Like this, it's so empowering mm-hmm. being able to say no sometimes or this isn't for me or you know what? Let's, very, let's do this later. It's very, it's very true, man. And 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 it, it it is and it's it's a nice feeling to know that I'm busy, but at the same time, sometimes the work you do and when it's you not get you you know, you're not reciprocating the love or or it's not equating to money. That's the hard part too, is like the amount of energy I put in. I basically do two full-time jobs that, you know, the 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 the, the money doesn't sync up with. And I'm not going to be out here saying like, pretending I'm killing it. <laughs> My bank balance is ill. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not. So mm. I'm working, mm. I'm constantly working. And what we do, that's what I'm saying, the sacrifice and what, what you put in, if you really love it, it, it becomes part of your life, what you live and breathe, but it's still work. You know what I mean? I take shit to the post office. I'm there and I'm I'm in the car and I'm writing emails to people and giving people tracking numbers. And in my head, I'm not even working, but that's work. That's what people get a wage for. It is. You get me in like, yeah. you know, and everything we do constantly is work. But unfortunately, a lot of people, it's it's a half because, you know, if, if someone doesn't, you know, appreciate their art the same, they're not going to appreciate you the same. In, in that way and that's a hard that's a hard thing yeah, yeah you know what I mean you can feel it so it's like but you know it's just I don't know I'm going off on a tangent no but... no 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 <laughs> speak speak it's a this is important our this platform is, yeah. is for you to speak it's not about us speak mm-hmm. say what you need to say nah, no it's just it's just a I do a lot I do a lot I do a lot so it's like I should be reimbursed for that man and it's like not you know unfortunately Unfortunately, I'm going to say it, but most people, big artists to the smallest artists, they judge you off your fucking numbers and off your views and your, your streams. And there's a very few select people that can get past that in their head. But most people, they see that and that's how they deal with you accordingly in right. this era, in this modern era. And it's whack. It's shit. Yeah, but they listen to music with their eyes. They listen to music with their eyes. If you video and like literally videos and shit, but when it comes to actual numbers and digits, we're in... Unfortunately, we're in that place where I felt it. I felt it. I feel like there could have been moves that could have been made or people were judging what I do off my numbers. And that's whack, man. Because I do the job that 20 people would do 20 years ago or 30 years ago. You know what I mean? Like each role was a role. And now we're expected to do it ourselves, which I do. But then to not get reimbursed for that level, you know? But somehow I keep going. (laughs) It's a time thing too. Some people, some people catch it in time. Some people catch on later. 
some people catch on immediately and in mm. not to be too philosophical about it sometimes the things that are you're doing now are preparing you for something for later and so the fact that you can do all those things mm. that when you do make it to the place where you feel you've reached your level of success or what you deem as success because everyone has different versions of what success is to them mm. you'll be able to do it it's like I'll I'll take it from a like from a marketing point of view mm. right i know different aspects of marketing Mm. right and i used to be like oh i should be a manager i should be a head of i should be doing this i should have a team but actually having that graph work and doing that for a number of years meant when i did get that position i was able to direct to those people who were on my team mm. to make sure they evolved they did better because mm. i understood every facet of it mm. right then and you so can while delegate it's, now, it's, it's hard to delegate when you don't even know yourself so then yeah that, that's right it. so it's right now it's hard for you or not hard for you but it's challenging and frustrating for you to go I can do all this I know that but that's the visionary aspect to you mm. you have that you mm. know what you're doing you know where you're going mm. that's important mm. some people haven't caught up to your they haven't caught up to your train yet mm. and so you mm. just got to let them give them time and you got to keep doing what you're doing mm. exactly what you're doing and mm. when the train stop and you get off <laughs> yeah, they'll get yeah. off with you and go oh shit yeah. i missed the train on that far off and then you're in a more <laughs> yeah. position of power now yeah, yeah, because yeah. you've got even more experience yeah, and you've got yeah. uh, you've got a stronger position to go i need this no give you that and that's been the same for rappers in the 90s the same for jay-z the same for all these the people so people's journey, you just gotta man, keep going it. and don't be too disheartened by it because it mm. will come mm. it just it's just a matter of when not mm. if it will do you know what i mean it's, it's just a matter mm. of time so mm. well, that's the thing it's that. like it's just that it, there's the frustration but i don't i don't i wouldn't say i'm disheartened I'm, i think it's this i have this resilience that um it's funny because people the, the biggest compliment i get that people feel okay to give me is like you work so hard and for me it's a double-edged sword because it's like you celebrate the work and the pain over the actual products the end the art right. and that's the hard part is that you know especially as british people we love a martyr we love to martyr people we love to say look at all they gave up look at what they went through and they don't you don't say look at where like who they are and what they're at now it's always look at what they went through look at all they gave up like we love that shit here and it's like rather than look at the actual what's the, what what's this person bringing to the world not what they went through because if no. you if you're raising me up for what i went through then that's cool but it doesn't actually it doesn't um it negates you know, the output it negates yeah, the output you've yeah. put out the product that you've put out the because product's over there that, yeah the product's over there it's like yeah good as always but look how much you've been through it's like, mm. <laughs> you know what i mean i've never i've never heard it like that you know yeah it's it's something that i've seen over the past year you know it's a new it's a new thing i've noticed man and and i've seen it with other people but like especially with going through what we've been through with COVID worldwide is like, there's a whole culture of martyring people and not actually really doing something for them or giving them praise for, for what they've actually done. It's about what they gave up. You know what I mean? These people have given up their lives and their time and everyone's given up their freedom. So let's keep going. It's like, yo, what, what do you actually gain from that? Except for being a martyr, people go, well done. You, you gave your life up for someone else. It's like, Okay, let's weigh this up. Like, oh, you did so much. You worked so hard. Yeah, what about my actual art, the actual output, the actual thing that lasts forever? What about that? Not what I gave up. You know what I mean? That, Not that's a way of negating the the true value of what you should you should be owed. Exactly. So what that's they do, the they do, they do this. The <laughs> NHS, they, they, what they yeah. do is they go, wow, you guys are amazing. Then mm. fucking pay me. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. Yes. So, yes. That, so yes. that's exactly what I'm saying. So that that we're, that, out, we're outside on our doorstep clapping, like clapping. Don't pay no bills. Yeah, clapping, well bro. I don't clap. I don't I clap, bro. I'm not I don't clapping. Clap. Pay I'm them. Not clapping, bro. Pay them. Pay them. I'm I'm them. It, it goes every effort, and it's it's. Mm. Here we're gonna go now. I'm on a tangent. It's the mm. capitalist society that we're in, and True. the way the contracts are set up is mm. to ensure that they give you enough, but not enough. Mm-hmm. They will go, hey. We'll make you do all this work. Mm. We'll give you a little bit of a carrot. Yeah. That's enough. And because you only, your only reference points is what's around you, right? Mm. Your only reference point is to see other people struggling, but they're working hard. Your only reference point is to see other marketing managers or, or other technical architects earning the same amount of money. So therefore, your value is inherently attached to what they've already constructed. 100%. Same thing mm-hmm. with streaming right Mm -hmm. so now your value of a stream is only Mm -hmm. 0.25 cents Mm -hmm. right or two Mm -hmm. five pence Mm -hmm. that's a construct and Mm -hmm. so 
the problem that we will have as creatives and people mm. who are just ambitious is we're always trying to break that door down. Sometimes the you door's do it on your already own. there, man. The door's and, there, and it's yeah. and it's and it you know it is rigged in a way, and and that's the thing is that with most everyday people that that mindset that capitalist mindset is is part of our dna now and to break yeah. out of that is the hardest shit because it's like you gotta work hard you just gotta get on with it and keep going and do this and it's like but if you're not if you're not even getting the carrot the reward you know what i mean it's like but people love people love to clap people that gave up their life for for what they did they, they people, are, people are dying out here yeah. like people are actually dying how we like pay them fucking pay them Pay them, not like you know, belittle people for or because they didn't do that. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. what? Like mm. they never gave up everything for this, so they don't deserve it. Like there's Madness. a whole thing of deserving it. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, fair, fair enough. This person, you know, people say that I work hard, but like, what about the actual art? Is that do you like that? Is that what it's about? Because that's what my heart's and soul in. Because the work I've had to do. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> cause and effect. Cause and effect. Cause yeah, and effect. yeah, for real, for real. No, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I, I got a few things I need to say, but I won't say okay. it today. You hold it. I won't say it today. I'm gonna be the restrained Jamaican today. <laughs> I won't say it today. Polo Palace. Yeah. It was a, it was like a the final knockout blow for 2020. Mm, Talk I'm glad about you said how that. that. No, it was, it was. I mean, I heard rumors mm. that there was this special project coming out. I won't say how mm. I heard, but I heard rumors, and um, it came out end of the year. I thought it was dope. It was, you know, nine tracks. The chemistry was there. It all made sense. How did it come mm. together? And what was the recording process like? Mm. So it came together because Hawley hit me up um, and it was his birthday. And he was like, let's do something real quick, you know, um, and, and knock something out. You know, me, you and Sonny, we're the guys that are doing it, you know, in, in the same similar vein, you know, and we're, we're really all working apart in the same kind of level. So I was like, yeah, I'm down. So we did a couple tracks and then it's hard to get stuff done in a couple of weeks. We're all grown men doing what we're doing, you know what I mean? But then I was just coming down to London recording with, with Sonny and Hawley and it just, it, it ended up coming together that way. It was fun kicking it in the studio, having some jokes, laughs, food, chilling, you know, putting our head together, making it fun. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a, it was a good process in that way. And like, you know, most of the beats are mine and Sonny's and there's one from Uncle Tim. And we just, we just did this, you know, we just made it work, man. And it's like, yeah, it was, it was, it was meant to happen, I think, man. And like, we just wanted to do something that was straight bars, hardcore, you know, and like, cause especially with myself, I like to, I like to be dynamic and, you know, I'd never want to pigeon, pigeonhole myself, but I also, we also like with this, it's like, don't forget that we wrap our heads off at the end of the day, you know? So that, that, that was this, it's like, but hard, hard bars, hard, hard beats, you know, but also having fun with it. You know what I mean? Making it look, making it look easy. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you guys are good at that. No, that I, I said that I said the same to, to Huli. I said that I think all you guys brought a real good energy and vibe mm. to it. And I think it was really strong. Mm. And I, and I just, in when listening to it, not to compare, mm. but it just, it just, I think your presence, it was about the presence of yourselves on the mm. song made me it took me back to mm. that it just made me think that there's such a great Good. chemistry <laughs> amongst the three mm. of you that it just felt mm. right and given covid and and being in different places mm. and recording that but it felt like you were all there does that mm. make sense mm. like it felt like you're all there in the room making yeah. and i think that's a testament to to each of your craft and the experience that mm. you bring I quite, I very, I very much enjoyed it. Well, a lot it. of it was um, done before COVID, man. So we, I was coming down. That's the thing. A lot of it was done already. It just right. takes time for things to materialize. You know what I mean? But Got it. It, it's um a few bits were edited after, but like that, that's, that's it, man. Like it, it was, you know, it, it's about, I think that's the key is the presence. And we're all very different MCs, but we all hold yeah. a, a certain caliber. So that's the thing It's about presence. And that's the beauty of hip hop is like, you know, is if you have got that difference and when it comes together and makes a a collage of, it, it just works. You know what I mean? A, t a tapestry. Yeah. <laughs> a MC patchwork, talk again. A MC talk quilt. again. You see, you see, you see the collage. That's yeah, what I'm saying. The man, collage of voices. Man said tapestry, bro. It's yeah. meshed together. Man said, man said <laughs> really, really <laughs> nice. Bro, coming with it. You, you remember BBC Points of View? You remember that show back in the day? 
Yo, that's, that's the kind of word they were using them letters, bro. Yo, that's a busybody fucking show, man. Like them fucking <laughs> jobs worth. You know, it's not even your job when you're being a jobs worth phoning in. Like, oh, I can't <laughs> nah, believe I... Ainsley Harriet dared to be so black on TV. He said, "No, jobs. I, I ain't gonna lie. You know, I used to watch them shows, and you know, I used, I used to love watching you them. Loved it, like, you like, these people go in. These people original go judge, in. The original judge. The original Yo, judgmental see, you see, people. <laughs> you see, um, points of view and songs of praise." That was yo. my one-two on a Sunday, bro. Yo, Songs of Praise was... Yo, that was anxiety, though, for me, man. As soon as I Why? heard Songs of Praise, was like, I knew it was Monday the next day. Like, that shit would come on. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I gotta go to school, man. I hate this shit. Oh, it was like... I, I, you know what, he's right. I used to feel the same way. You know what time it was. If Songs of Praise was, ah, oh, shit. Now, I sang in a choir, you see, so I was into uh, all of that. Okay. You was practicing was them, man. That. That's ill. Yeah, yeah. My, my mom was a choir director, so, like, wow, gospel okay. music was in the house all the time. So Amazing. that was my thing. Well, gospel's a little different to the a lot of the songs and praise stuff, though, man. Like, yeah, yeah, it was, songs um, and praise got a bit, um, yeah. It was, a, yeah. I know what you're trying to say. It was a bit. It was a bit. Um, it was cold. a bit turtle bay. It was a bit, it was a bit turtle bay with it the vocals. Was. It was a bit. It, it was a bit cold. Like you know them cold churches. It's the cold, yeah. the cold stone and brick with the brick and that. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful yeah, and, windows, and, uh, but the, the feeling is cold, man. It's not exactly. <laughs> and the graveyards outside and that you know that always confused me you know like imagine rolling up to church and there's a graveyard outside i've come i've come to uplift my spirit in it and i'm surrounded by dead people bruv you know how deep that is i got one more question mm. the breaking atoms dinner party since you're into food right mm. you've spoken to us for like 50 minutes you've got an idea of our vibe mm. you know what we're about mm. summit he thinks he thinks he's rizza thinks he's some kind of music executive want to give out <laughs> criticism and that about who who sounds good over what but I'm the judgmental Jamaican. What would you prepare as a three-course menu for the Breaking Atoms dinner party? Oh, man. Um, boy. Like, let me think. And maybe if, if we're doing three-course, like, I always think I'm, I might want to go more traditional, but I might think, like, maybe starters, like, I could do tacos... Some kind of maybe like a fish taco, but mm-hmm. nice seasoned, nice seasoned up flour on on the on the on on the breading. You know, maybe a little, you know, um, maybe a little apple coat, a little apple coleslaw on there, and maybe with like a Thai dipping sauce. So it's like a bit of a fusion there. And then for the for the for the main, maybe like a maybe oxtail, maybe like a oxtail, rice and peas. Um, and maybe like I do like a nice cabbage and carrot, like I saute it down with um with garlic and stuff like that, man. And and that's a that's a classic one I do people like. Maybe that. And then for dessert, um let me let me think. Maybe like a I do like maybe like a maybe like a warm, a warm lemon drizzle where it's got mm-hmm. a good where it's like a good you, you pour the hot um lemon lemon sugar over the top in it and it soaks in and then that that with like a i was gonna say like a like a posh custard like a, a french custard but i think i go with like a cut like i do i do a custard that's like with half um carnation milk maybe just to give it that that edge oh that, yeah you're, you're, you're true homely, caribbean that homely yeah, edge you're true you're, you're some, a true with, caribbean with, yeah with some a little bit of um little bit of cinnamon and nutmeg on top man you know hold yeah, it down your menu sounds good. Summit's a vegetarian, so there's nothing okay. there for him, and well, that's absolutely well, fine. Well, Don't give him nothing. Uh, let me think what I'm gonna do. Maybe for the main, maybe for. I, I got sign. I got sign. Mm. I got sign. One loaf of bread. One, <laughs> one slice of one. bread. You have to eat the whole thing. All Just white white no bread. butter. Just that's no in butter. your stomach. Yeah, that's in the, your stomach for a year. One white, one white, white, <laughs> white bread like that, man. That's whole. That's just there. That's a block in your stomach like that. All the other food you eat is just <laughs> passing around the sides. Is that true? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, the way you said it, man, it sounded believable. Listen, when I'm eating, like I, I, I try and you know I'm a big guy, but I, I try and have a good mixed, balanced diet. But I know when I eat certain stodgy shit like that, that shit's in. I can feel that inside, like that's just Festering. there for a while. Yeah, Guinness, like the Guinness punch. Yeah, festering. Mm. Uncle, your Uncle Festering. Yeah, Guinness punch, Uncle Festering yeah. in my stomach, man. Cold knockout. Sumi, have you got any more questions for our friend, <laughs> Chef Jugs? No, I, I just um, appreciate your time, bro. Like, genuinely, um, this has been... This has been uh, illuminating. Just want to just wanna let you know, man, we really, we do appreciate you and you're one of the people that we're really rooting for. 
Thank you, and we Mike. support you with our time and our money. And I, I know I don't want to speak for Summit, but I'm sure he will agree. If there's anything you think we can do for you mm. or support on this end, just let us know. No, I respect that. Just just being here to talk openly, you know what I mean? And then, you know, any any just, you know, promoting my name this way. I appreciate that, man. I'm just, you know, I'm out here um, trying to pick pick the snowball back up and keep it rolling after COVID, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to snowball, you know. More MC talk. At a steady pit. <laughs> you hear that, bro? I genuinely, I, I love it, bro. Like, seriously, it's, it's, it's you. It's you. It's just you, bro. It's authentically, <laughs> unapologetically you. Fucking love it, bro. Like, you make Remember, everything seem so fuck. cool. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, what I love it, bro. <laughs> I love it. No, I think... um. I'm just going to think about ways in which um, like you talk very well and you give a really, you give a really interesting perspective and a unique perspective. Mm. Um, and it's uh, not just interviews, but how we leverage that because when people will hear you speak, mm. they will realize how multifaceted you are mm. and then realize why your music is how it is in the output of it and why you can be so creative. Mm. because it's who you are everything that's in your music is part of you mm, definitely and i think we just got to figure out how we how we leverage that because i think the more people hear from you mm. uh in different ways by the way mm. um that they will really truly understand who you are mm. some of it is it's a bit corny because you've got to sell the brand like it's not for selling sure, the brand for but, sure no but i get you know it. what i mean like yeah yeah you, what's your some you you've got a, your, it, it's a, it's a marketing point. thing where you've got to target people in different uh in i, get I guess that. in different buying stages see that's right? the thing that's the thing is like within this within this industry and even in a capitalist way or whatever way you want to put it it's like who 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 am i and how do i fit into the all the boxes that are already there and i'm not really so it's like who who is this guy and how can we relate and you know be yeah involved? we, call, we call them buying personas right yeah exactly. in marketing we call them buying personas so what you do mm. is you identify who your buying personas are mm. and they're on different stages and mm. then you create marketing campaigns or market to them based on where they are in that in their stage so mm. me and chris would be your ideal sweet spot right mm, so mm, we're gonna sure. know you we don't, understand don't, don't you. speak for me bro don't speak <laughs> for me. we buy your music right and then and then and there'll be other people in different in different stages that you want to target so it's that it's it's a whole convoluted thing but we do appreciate you bro thank and, you and it's nice to anytime. hear it's nice to hear Appre- no i appreciate that man i appreciate that yeah, man. stay safe bro and keep in touch yeah we'll do man definitely it was fun Peace to Jugs once again. That was a hearty chat. Um, I really love his perspective on him making music, um, how people resonate with his music. The vibrations conversation was really interesting. And it's I've I never looked at it as in like his his influences were people he, he used as mentors. And I never saw it like that. And I think it's a really interesting way. Uh, of describing how someone becomes who they are as an artist and he can pick and pull yeah, from them. So yeah. I think that was, that was, yeah. that was, he's a smart, he's a smart guy, man. Really top guy, top man. He comes from good stock. You can tell he comes from really yes, good stock. Yes, and loves music. I, I know, I know who he is and I, I, I understand and I feel like I know who his parents are, his family. I can kind of, I get an idea about his experiences and it was quite comforting actually talking to him because you don't really get that much. You know, It's for some people, it's really all about, you know, like he said, the views and the streams and it's about the perception. But here's just some, here's someone who I think if you took all of that away, he would still be creative. He would still be making music. He'd still be doing collages. He'd still be doing something creative and putting something out into the world. And, you know, he's got the heart, he's got the heart of a creator. And I really, really, I really, really respect that. His passion is in everything he does. And that's what you, that's what I resonate with a lot when his music, his output, mm. you can feel it in his yeah. voice. You can feel like you can just feel his hunger that he just wants to just, he wants it all. And he know. and the thing, I think the, the key thing about him that I'm, I'm assuming from the outside is I think he knows what he wants. And yes, and he, Possi- possibly, I think possibly. He, I think it's an idea of what he wants and he's going, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And he's super creative. Um, but his output and his consistent output should be lauded too. I mean, we talked about the, right yeah. at the top of the podcast about how he probably has like stacks and stacks and stacks of music. And he just never, he's nonstop creating in a zone and, and, and those, he will bear the fruits of that. Um, but you know what, you know what that might come down to, bro? Why he may not be lauded in the way that we think he should be. 
and it's something that's bothered me for a very, very long time. I see a lot of people talking about no one cares, work harder. And I say to myself, if you see someone working hard, doing great things, being creative, making moves, and you notice that, and you choose not to acknowledge, congratulate, or even just say, you know what, good job, and you walk away with no one cares, work hard, I think that's a horrible way to be. I think that's a way that people justify their jealousy and their hate towards other people doing well. No one cares, work harder. It's cold, it's disgusting, to me anyway. Not here to say I'm right, not here to judge anyone, even though I am the most judgmental Jamaican. That's another AKA. But that's something that really, it doesn't sit well with me, bro. Like if I see someone doing a good job, I say, yo, that was dope, or I like that, or it inspired me to do this. Like, work harder, no one cares. Yeah, I never, right. I never saw it like that. Um, but I, I, um, I just love his perspective on things man he he's i can sit there and listen to him articulate himself about his craft and and his and his and and like i said his passion shines through his output is excellent though his output is excellent i just love his i love his evolution as an artist and how he keeps like he feels like he's got like two or three gears to go and he's at a high level already for me um and so i can't wait to to get more from him and and hear how he, how his journey as an artist, and that will probably coincide as him as a journey as a person, because it feels so feels so personal to him his music, um, and I'd love to see how that that charts. Um, yeah, man, love the guy, really do, really really do. Um, but as always, you can follow us on social at Break the Atoms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Chris is at I am Kinetic Minds is at Hip Hop Chronicle. Uh, I should have said fuck the socials, but I've given them out now, so there's that. Yeah, yeah, in it. Yeah, come on, man. Have some de- have some decorum and that. Or, 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 or what, what did Chris Eubank say to Nigel Ben? He said, um, can, we, can we please have some parliamentary procedure? Yeah, that's what we need on this show. Parliamentary procedure. We definitely do. But uh, we'll be back with more episodes next week. Until then, peace. Peace. peace.